well, I suppose like the, the valuables and everything. Like it's jewelry, Home Alone. But... It's just the plot of Home Alone. Oh, um, McCallis- that's the Kevin, kid. Kevin's Kevin the is kid. in Home Alone. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, why are we having Kevin McAllister? But it's because it's the name of the kid from Home Alone. It's the name. Of, there's a reason for us having this whole entire thing. But anyways, hi, welcome to the Semi Bookish Podcast. How are you doing today? <laughs> this is. I don't know what episode this is. I don't feel like saying what episode this is because I don't. I never remember anymore. It's a new episode. It's a new episode. Um, it's in the sixties. I would uh, imagine. I think it's somewhere in the seventies now. Oh my! <laughs> it's an episode. It's an episode. <laughs> um, and uh, before we get started with today's topic, you know, we should probably go around the room and say what we're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We've been gone for maybe like two weeks now. We we missed an episode. Two episodes, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Yes. But you know, this is a new episode. We're gonna have yeah. a renaissance of sorts. So what are you reading? Me? Uh-huh. Um I'm actually reading currently the book club pick for Oh uh, for November. This, for the, yeah. So, so that's the midnight Midnight Library. library right so now. for those who aren't involved at the library and you know wanna do something fun, um Come join us for the Staff Picks Book Club. It's the last Thursday of every month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a book club where Staff Picks is a little bit weird to like have that be the title of the thing. But what it really means is the staff is picking the book every month and it's a different staff member's pick every single month. Mm-hmm. Anyone can join as long as you are, you know, one of our adults. Though if you are one of our actually even if, to, you actually I was about to join. say if you're one of our teens I won't care if you can yeah, join as us as long as you're not. as long as you are willing to bring the book back yeah that's the only rule because we have an account where we check those books out yes which is how we keep track of them so like if you are from out of town for a few weeks yep. and you want to join a book club really quick yep and then if you want to get the book yourself like let's say because you know. For me, instead of actually checking out the book, I bought it on my Kindle. Oh, nice. So I could have that anyways and support the author that way. Mm-hmm. If you want to get it that way, if you want to get it via Libby, if you want to get it Hoopla, if you want to mm-hmm. get an audiobook instead, or if mm-hmm. there's a graphic novel version instead of the actual version, try that instead and come to the pop, the thing. Yeah. I run it. So, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. I run that. it now. So I have to, I am obligated to read the book. <laughs> So I that am, means you have to read December's book. I do, and yes. I already bought it, and I want to cry because you gave me 760 pages. You're going to love me for by the end of it. I, I beg people, please come. I don't want it to be like the last pick I did where it was just me and a patron sitting at a cafe <laughs> we've, table. We've, we've actually had quite a few people join uh, the last no, one. No, no, one. It looks... For Megan's pick, the last one we did, so Meg... Oh, the sister... Our, our co- co-worker Megan picked the last one, and it was uh, My Sister the Serial Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had... And this was also during Halloween story time, so we had, like, me, and then there were, like, maybe, like, four others. Yeah. So yeah, it right. honestly yeah. just depends on the book, but, you know, we're always really excited for people to join us. <laughs> so I'm reading The Midnight Library. Um, I don't really know much about it yet. I'm not too far into it, which... Okay, so you kind of just started it. I'm, like, page 13. Oh, wait, you really just started I it. I just okay. started it. Okay. Um, I haven't gotten to the whole actual library portion of it yet. Um, You'll get there. I hear it takes up the whole I'm book. hoping it does, because this beginning is kind of funky, because it starts off with, um, you know, eight hours before she decided to die is, mm. like, literally, like, part of the chapter, mm-hmm. and my brain is just like, what is the context? Why are we dying? Why did she decide to die? Well, what is happening? You will find so out. So I'm hoping to find out later Maybe. on. Um, I'm running myself back around to Sims 4 again, playing-wise. I was playing Sims 3 for a while, especially mm-hmm. while I was concussed. That was fantastic. Um, nice. And I, you know, got to live out my childhood dream by buying all the extra things from the store. Oh, for the Sims nice. 3 store that I never got to get as a kid. Sure. Like, there were some, like, little things. There were some extra worlds. Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole entire world where you can have a boardwalk and a amusement park like <laughs> roller coaster thing going on and i never got that as a child because yeah. i was regulated to whatever my parents bought me for the stuff packs yeah, which was course. 
hilarious because Meyer at one point, and this is when um, Sims 4 was just coming out, Meyer mm. had like a buy one, get one half off kind of thing going on for this oh. uh, expansion packs when I was a kid. That's cool. And so I quite literally just grabbed all the expansion packs that I did not own yet, <laughs> and I grabbed like four, and then I went and I took them back to the car, and then I went and I grabbed the others. Nice. So, like, oh, I had, like, the whole entire thing, but now I'm slowly trying to catch back up. But right now I'm trying to play Sims 4. I have a werewolf in my household who I'm trying to cure because well, yeah. he's he's sure. adorable, but, like, honestly, I can only handle so much of him just, like, breaking out into uh, wolf form and having zoomies across the map for, like, ten hours at night. Um, when I'm trying to have my sim sleep because she has to go to work as an engineer in the morning. Well, you know, when you invite a werewolf. And also, does he he raid the garbage like a, like a rodent or something? No, but he marks his territory like a dog. Mm. (laughs) Grant, what are you reading? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really reading anything at the moment. What? what? Um, yeah, I'm kind of in between stuff. I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been laying in bed for the past few days. Yeah, so. poor thing. You'd think I would grab one of the many books next oh. to my bed and like... No, not when you're sick. Why would you do that? I know. I, I tried know. to do that when I was sick a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. I, I tried to put on an audio book and I was just like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't focus. even focus. No, nope. no. <laughs> I just need to stare at the ceiling and listen to some tunes or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I took naps. Naps. Yes. I had a white yeah. noise. Pro tip, white noise generator works really white, well. White noise is... You know what doesn't I, work really well? What? Uh, even though I did it, uh, binge watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? <gasps> Excellent choice. I mean, that would make me laugh, great but show, I usually but get migraines, so like, yeah, it would just make it sick, worse. When you're sick, you just hear applause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just and never ends. various skits, the one that should, that's not on, and you're just like, why did I think about that? Oh, yeah, I've been watching, binge watching... This show. Okay, all right. So I've, I've always said my final form is Colin Mockery. You <laughs> <laughs> can see it. You all, you all know that it's coming. But That's not a bad final That's form. That's not a bad no, final like, form. No, I love Colin Mockery, but yeah. That's so funny. It's, well, like, it's like Pokemon. It's, you know, are you it's watching anything? Or are you playing anything? Am I entertained oh, by yeah, anything? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I am. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Sure, you are. Fine. Um, well, no, well, I'm almost done with The Sopranos. Um, oh, oh, yeah. So I'm like, I literally have one episode to go. I'm just waiting. Why are you at work? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> because he wants to get there's, paid. There's, 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 there's like three people that need to be in the same place first to finish it. That's fair. Okay, um, that helps. We want to make a thing of it. Yeah. So yeah. get some pizza and whatnot. Oh, you know, fine. Italian. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. Of course. Yeah. Right. But, but, yeah, that way I don't know. You know. Cool. Pizza, pizza pie, a, a, a moon. Oh, a my memorial. God. Yeah. Tony? Tony, where you What going? are you reading? Please, God, say this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will do my best. Um, so I'm just going to get what I'm watching out Wait, of the way. Wait, does that Tony God now? Sure. Oh, God. No one would ever want that. <laughs> um, I would just leave things as they are. Um, oh, so terrifying. basically, yeah, I know. I was, this, <laughs> exactly I'm, the same. Not going to say that, but anyway, um, <laughs> so I will just say what I'm watching right now. Um, actually, two things that I'm watching right now: Gilmore Girls, which Fair. I've never watched before. How do you like it? So far, I'm enjoying it, but I can't. I can't decide if I'm enjoying it for the right reasons. Not that there are right reasons to enjoy anything, but I also f- I feel like I'm still because I'm still like. First 15 episodes in. So I feel like I'm still in that shock factor of like, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. It's not too far off from what I thought it would be, but it's certainly more, it has more teeth than I would have ever expected. I think you like mixed reviews on it. No, it's really good. It's a really good show. And it's certainly like, I don't know that I can tell why it, like why it hit at its time more than anything else because it's still around and like they had a revival and that kind of thing um <laughs> which i mean yes i know so you know that's <laughs> there's that aspect to it that i'm just kind of like okay i really like this i don't know why it was the popular choice but i don't hate it because it's actually good so i don't you know i don't mind the other thing that i'm watching right now is a completely different stark difference mr robot Oh, is that the one with Rami Malik in it? Yeah, it was like his first like breakaway. Besides, thing. after he got out of uh, what was it night at the museum? 
Yeah. Because was that him? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was the he was Pharaoh. Too, he was Tutankhamun, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. actually really good at that. Yeah. I thought he was really pretty. I forgot he was not amazing. Yeah. 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 Not to interrupt you. No, I, you're good. Um, way back when Mr. Robot first came out, mm-hmm. um, me and some other people, we were really, really into it, and then we kind of drifted off. Yeah. The second second season, and, I, and since then, I've heard that season two is kind of a dip. Is it in quality? But and, and then it, it and then it like comes back up and it gets really. Okay, See, I, I just start. I wish season. I would have hung around. Yeah, like I'm just about to start season two because I just finished season one and I'm like, oh, I don't want it to dip because I kind of had a not that a fear, but I I'm always fearful when something is that good for its first season because it's like, oh, they ran out of ideas for season two. No, my only problem with season only, one yeah. was oh sorry, my only problem with season one was how liberally it borrowed from like David Fincher movies like Fight Club. And stuff for like its twists and whatnot. Really? Did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just the general vibe. I get a very strong. It is a Fincher vibe to it. Which I I mean, but that was one of the first times I saw a TV show, and I was like, "Wow, this is like movie quality." Yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. Um, It was a very big juxtaposition because it used to come on right after wrestling on Mondays. Oh, I did. Mr. Robot. Oh, it did. Like the new episodes would come on right after (laughs) wrestling, and so I'm sitting here, you know, wrestling freak over here, going like, "Oh yeah, I'm really excited." Because sometimes the episodes ended really, really good, and sometimes they end like five, ten minutes over. Sure. The time. Sure. And so I'm sitting here doing this, and all of a sudden, Mr. Robot comes on, and I go, "Wait, what?" Because <laughs> it's a. Wait, you see if Mr. McMahon is alive or not. Hard. <laughs> yeah, it is a hard shift. Yeah, no, no, we're trying yeah. to see if um the little um little person is actually his illegitimate son who is hiding underneath the ring and pretending to be a uh, raw general manager with a computer realize wrestling had such plots that oh don't even get me started we should do an episode don't get me started we'll do an episode you'd be in charge of that i would be in charge it'll be my birthday episode let it be yeah let it be your birthday (laughs) so yes so i'm those are the two things that i'm watching i am like kind of playing Devil May Cry 4 which is not to say that I'm not playing it but I keep forgetting that I'm playing it (laughs) and then you remember and then you continue and you're like like, where am I at yeah I was like yeah how am I supposed to yeah and then I well it keeps you it saves you where you are so you go on you log on you're on your because I usually will play like to a level because mm-hmm. with that game the idea of save points is stupid if you get to a save point that means you're going to fight somebody that you need a save point for yep. so you know I don't play the save points on that game I just play like through a, a few levels and then it'll save Auto so that I can go to the next level yeah exactly so you know it's always like oh I haven't done this level yet that was, and then I that play was and the whatever. game series that got me into video games Oh, that's really? fine. That, that's, my brother used to play the game in front of me, so I was like yeah. three. So you know, I'm too. Yeah. I was way too young to actually like sit down with. The right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that was the game that my brother was playing in front of me when I looked yeah. at him and I said, "Jason, you can't do that. That kills people because he was killing the monsters." Well, yeah, because that's the whole game. And no, your... and so he runs yeah. off screen, and so you know the mechanic. He ran off screen and that respawns when you come back on screen. Yeah. And so he had to run off screen the opposite direction in which he was going yeah. to come back on screen to show me that they continued to respawn and they weren't actually dying. Oh. So I wouldn't I consider my brother a horrible, horrible murderer. At the age of like three, four, or five, and so then they were like, you know what, you should just sit down and play your own games at this point. And I was like, okay. So they gave me Rugrats in Paris on the Nintendo sixty four, to which then I got terrified because uh, if you've ever played that game, it's really terrifying because uh, you have to put together the robot. Oh yeah. To fight at the very end, right? Because you have to fight the. So you have to get in a giant reptile robot to fight the giant snail robot at the very end because you're in Paris with the snail robot. That's exactly Um, what that movie is. (laughs) And so when you go into the warehouse, the warehouse is super dingy and dark, Mm. and it's creepy Mm. because all you just see is the little like parts like staring at you. It's creepy. Yeah. Because you feel like something's gonna pop out at you. Anyways, continue. (laughs) So yes, that's what I'm sort of playing. I don't really play anything else. Um, but I'm reading. Ooh. It's taking me so long, but it's fine. It's a 700-page book, so that's good. Is it way expected? Pain? No. Um, <laughs> I am reading um, the books. fifth book in what will now be known as the World of Aragon. Oh, is this a Murtag? So it's Murtag, yeah. Murtag? Which is, yes. Which is actually, I mean, it's a really good book. I'm loving it. It's great. Um... It's, I'm, 
I'm a bit over halfway, so it won't take me very long to finish, but I've been reading it since the 7th of November, which is the day it came out. And I'm like, okay, I want to read, but I want to read something else. Which is really hilarious because we were going to do a whole dragon thing with Murtag and Iron Flame coming out at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm still waiting for? Because it hasn't come in yet because it's on back order. Oh yeah, Iron you are Flame. Iron Flame, yeah. Where yeah. is it? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Give me my book. So my next book, whatever I read next, will be short. Define. Because that is in like probably a novella because I feel like I've not yet built up my stamina for like fat books again yet like I'm getting there but I still need like just a quick 200 thing, page thing after this just to like take a breather and then dive into something else and then you'll get a resurgence again I will yeah I just don't know which what the next fat book is gonna be I have no idea but anyway yes I saw speaking what you did there of... yes, so. speaking of digging up old dragon desecrating bones desecrating graves and, you know. <laughs> And other yes. materials just like yeah. that. Today we're talking about resurgences, or as I like to call them, renaissances. I prefer to think of them as renaissances, even though they don't always work that way. No, well, like, I like to call them renaissances because, like, that's exactly what it is. Like, a resurgence is a renaissance. Like, that's kind of part of the definition of renaissance. Yeah. Yes and no, I but know. it, granted, I grew up with the art history definition of renaissance. Our history yeah. definition of Renaissance is a resurgence uh, because a lot right. of the Renaissance stuff that you look at, especially in art history, when we think about Renaissance in general, because we all think about yeah. one, that one specific point in time as the Renaissance, yeah. it is quite literally a re- resurgence, quite literally, and it would be, yeah, of those of yeah. Egyptian, Greek, and Roman right. uh, art yeah. styles. That's true. And I say that quite literally That's because true. at one point during the Renaissance, they were literally pulling because they were doing i think i don't remember if it was the greeks and like romans things but like they were pulling up old statues from the sea from when they were stealing statues i think from greece roman was sure rome was and they were stealing statues and the ships would sink off the coast of like that area yeah and so they were quite literally pulling up and resurging that makes sense underneath yeah. And they were seeing, like, all those different things, and so they were taking quite all from that. It's rather hilarious so. and ironic that so much of it was happening in Italy. But, you know, we're just going to push colonialism all the way over yeah, to the no. side. Yeah, uh, no. but, like, that's my version of Renaissance. <laughs> no, no, I think that's accurate. That's, that's kind of... I think it's It a, is absolutely. the resurgence of something yeah. or the return to something. and Yeah, and in a way, it is a sort of a digging up of something that once was great or once was, and now it's And then back. now we're bringing it back, and yeah, yeah. then it then becomes enlightenment, because so there was in, that enlightenment period. Well, yes. We, um, I say in, this with quotations. Please know I have yes. the little things. In terms of current entertainment and current renaissances... We seem to be um, in a renaissance of renaissances at the moment. Okay, so tell me Ooh. what you mean by that, and okay, give me I, examples. That, that, that I'm the, curious. I, it's a it's a cute quip, but like, what what do you mean by that? I just mean like there's a like many many properties are being um, restarted, rebooted, blah blah blah. Such blah. as and and uh, endless sitcoms. You got Full House. You got Frasier. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. Sur- no, I'm not surprised that Seinfeld hasn't done it because he he's had a pretty strong. Like I'm never doing that again, but. Fair, um, and since it does kind of depend on, you know... Whose line is it anyways? Whose line is, is it anyways? It's better. It did have... It a, did have a resurgence. Yeah. It had a... Re- Which the new, the new season is... The new... Yep. It's pretty much as good. It it's, had did a you know that there's it? ten seasons of that? Yes. Of the new? Of the new. No, yes. I, did, I was... Yeah, of Aisha Tyler. She's ten seasons, so she started in 2013, and I'm like, really? It's been nope. ten years? Yeah. I don't get it. So that's anyway, a I get it, but I'm like, if wow. If you want to go even further than the sitcoms, now you have some movies. So once again, Mean Girls is getting a renaissance. Wait, as in like a sequel? No. So they're redoing the movie because the movie happened. So they're remaking that movie? No, wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. Time out. Okay. Time out. So we had the original movie that came from that book, right? The Tina Fey movie, the original movie. Yes. Then... There was a renaissance with that. 
because it became a, a stage musical. Yeah, right. Now they're taking the musical and they're putting it on as a movie. Also, it will be a musical movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so, fine. Okay. We're, okay so okay we're that. kind of having a renaissance of that, even though it's not the exact same media. But it's, doing in, it's in there. Yeah. You have that yeah. with like you know the Legally Blonde movie becoming a musical. You mean the musical becoming a movie, or the movie became a musical? Uh-huh. Is the musical no, it's not. becoming a musical movie? But it was. Oh, okay. okay. But like yeah. there was a resurgence with that. The movie was originally gonna be a musical. I mean, there was a survival. really. Oh, that makes sense. There was a survival TV show for the musical at one point. Because oh. they MTV did a whole entire uh, survival show where they were trying to find out who was going to be Elwood's, and so uh, they did a whole entire like. Oh, I think I remember hearing about that. Yep, yeah, 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 they did. Yeah, a, yeah. They did two of them actually. Oh. Well, then that. there's the color purple movie that's coming, coming out, out, musical movie that's coming out in December, which is the color purple has like left and come back so many times in since its publication and, and the most like, recent resurgence obviously being um hunger games for those there's that, that is yeah one of the although most i kind of think it's unfair people talk about it as if it's a mm-hmm. resurgence it's because really they're annoyed more than anything else but they don't want to say i'm annoyed at my you know it, okay I have to go off. I'm going to go off go on a off. small tangent Oop, here because we go. I am so... I should have brought popcorn. I am so irritated with Hunger Games fans. I should have brought, brought popcorn. As a... I don't even know if I want to call myself a Hunger Games fan. That's how irritated I am. <laughs> and all of you can, uh, be, you know, be mad about this and I don't really care. All right. Send so, your flames do you remember, to 143. Was it last movie. year that we all read the Hunger Games? And yep. did the, yeah. Last yep. year. Okay. So remember no, how... No, wait. We had Jen here. Yes. But yeah, it may have been before. Ago. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if it was oh like be- right before she left. Or I oh my anyway, god! Anyway, okay. so remember how I kind of went on a tear at the end of that episode about how terrible the world building is in Hunger Games because it's yeah. actually kind of terrible. So that made me rethink my appreciation for it, even though I enjoy reading the book yeah. and I love watching the movies. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, when they reannounced like, oh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which came out, the book came out. It kind of made a minor splash because literally everyone that I talked to who loved, who still considers themselves Hunger Games fans, they were like, well, I don't know. Like, I was excited, but it's not about Katniss, so I just don't understand why we're reading, why we have this book. And I'm like, well, it's about Snow, which I don't necessarily want to read myself. And everyone else was on board with that. They were like, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe when Donald Trump's not president, I want to read it, but like, not right now. And I'm like, Okay, I, I, uh, I'll follow your logic. I'll go with you there, which is fine. I'm fine with that. That's not my quibble. My quibble is now. Mm-hmm. Now, in the movie coming out, you have all of these people, mm-hmm. the same, very same people who are like, I don't know if I can read a book from the whole perspective of, like, a fictional Donald Trump when we... And they all now have read the book, five-star reviewed it, and gone to see the movie. And I'm like, you you forgot, the, you forgot the last point. They're all now um, obsessed with snow. Exactly. I don't... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Like, I don't book girlies. Book girlies for like two seconds. Can we have a real tight conversation here? Um, listen, I know he's cute because it's Tom and we all have a thing for evil characters named Tom. Yes, I'm talking about Draco Malfoy. But... That's fair. Please don't thirst over President Snow. He's supposed to be the bad I mean, guy. You're not I'm supposed to, to I like actually, him. I love when people thirst over bad fictional characters because he should. I, I mean, I still do it anyways, That's but at least point. recognize yeah. that he's bad. Like, do you realize... Please entire, don't try to redeem him. The entire reason that Murtag is as popular as it is <laughs> is because he was originally, like, you know, the extra hero character. Then he got villainized, like literally turned into a villain. That's a whole original series like p- plot point for four books that I'm not going to spoil any further by going any further. But like he was ROG, like baddie with a face because you know classic fantasy, the baddie you can't see them until the end because that's Tolkien did it, so we have to do it anyway. He's like the baddie with a face, mm-hmm. and suddenly everyone who was kind of like eh in the first book. Literally in the second book, they were like, "I'm listening." Like everyone was so excited. So Martak is like, like the the like hot baddie of that series. So of course we all want to like get into his head and figure out what's going on. My problem isn't about that. Okay, what's your problem? My problem is I really don't like 
the fact that because the movie's out now, everyone's all suddenly losing their minds about Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And I'm like, when did we, what? Like, didn't we agree that this was a book we didn't want? And now we're all like gung-ho for it. I still don't want the book. And I don't necessarily want to go see the movie. It looks pretty, but that's fine. I'll just like, whatever. What I actually want to do is just listen to the score because I love James Newton Howard and I'm a nerd. Um, Sorry, I just like the bluegrass elements that are like thrown in there. Like those make me happy. Yeah, but I like, just... Like the music, like... Yeah, oof. but I just am not like... I, I don't know. I'm annoyed when... And, and, and furthermore, I'm also annoyed because no one, no one could understand what I consider to be... I don't want to necessarily say brilliance, but what I consider to be good, solid storytelling in another resurgence, which was the Fantastic Beasts series. I love all three of those movies. I think the first one's the weakest, but it's mm-hmm. it's got charm. Um, but I love all of them. And since no one else liked it, and all of the ratings kept dropping dramatically, ratings, whatever you get for movies, you know what I mean. No one went to go see it. It kept losing money. So now... We're not getting it as much. We're not getting any. We're not getting anything else, from what I heard recently, which was like, okay, so here's the thing. It was poorly funded from the start because literally. Were we supposed to get like a TV show sometime soon? No, they already sold. Yeah, they sold rights for the TV show. I was like, because we're supposed to be getting. I I mean, I hope. So basically, they're just remaking Harry Potter, but as a TV show. Uh, Yes. Tom Felton, please throw your hat in for Lucius Malfoy. That's all I'm going to ask. Thank you. I don't think he's tall enough to play Lucius. That doesn't matter. I'm thinking of platform shoes. They anyone, did that for they did say, that for Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah, Iron Man. They, they gave, do the they same also thing. Gave, they also gave Hagrid platform also, shoes, which is listen, like why? Because that listen, guy is already pretty tall. Listen, but, you know. Lucius Malfoy just seems like the type of man who would wear platform shoes just to seem taller than his opponent. As long at as court. But see, here's the thing: as long you as know you don't get stupid things like. This is all on topic, thankfully. As long as in the resurgence of Harry Potter part 15 or whatever, as long as we don't get something stupid like Chris Pratt as Hagrid, I'll be fine. Why would you put... Why? See? You see it, right? Now you see them making that mistake, don't you? And imagine, it's not just for one season, because Hagrid is in every book, and he's important to almost all of them. So for seven seasons, you're going to get... Hagrid, and I'm like, oh, who are they? Because no, Robbie Coltrane's dead. So like, I need them to cast Pete, and this is gonna sound horrible. <laughs> besides, you know, Tom Felton, because you know, I need that. Like, it's in my soul. Like, it is something that I could see happening. Just ha- as if like, I were him, I would not want to sign up for seven seasons of that. To be honest with you, well, he's not even. Lucius Malfoy is not in seven seasons of, like, seven that's books of Harry Potter. That's true. He's that's in, a fair point. He's in he's two. In season, he's, he's in two. two yeah. He's partially in, like, five. So the end of five, yeah. He's, like, in the end of five. He's also possibly in seven. He's the beginning of, yeah, he's in seven, yes. Because yeah, he's in true. seven. Yeah. Like, other yeah. than that, in, like, he, three but seasons. remember, it's a TV show, and you know. Yeah. You know they're going to do all this weird behind-the-scenes, like, you know, this is what the Malfoys were really doing when they were, like, before they went to the, you know. If they did that, you know I would gonna, hate it You know so they're not, they're not going to film want, that thing, like, I straight. want actors who are not going to be, like, I don't want it to be, like, all the big names. I want Percy Jackson is doing this really well. Yeah, speaking of other resurgences. (laughs) Where they're getting people playing the characters who aren't big, crazy, like, Like draw names. names. Like, for example, like, you know, I I don't remember his name, but the kid who plays Percy Jackson, like, all he's been in is, like, a couple Ryan Reynolds thingies. But who's playing the, because there's somebody playing one of the teachers that's a big name. What do you mean, teacher? Chiron. Like, Chiron? I don't know. Who's playing Chiron? Because I'm pretty sure Chiron's oh. a big name. You would have to cast a big name, even if it's on Disney Plus, because. Is it? You know. Uh, Baba Grant. Yes. Name a resurgence book, movie, television show, video, anything that you are surprised you like. That I'm surprised I like. <laughs> um. That's a good... And by resurgence, we can just do, like, remake, right? Yeah, sure, of oh, course. Sure. Yeah, well, that works. Um, well, yeah. I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think, is in it, too. But he's like Hermes, so he's not that... I mean, but Hermes is... <laughs> there. Yes. Uh, the new Planet of the Apes movies. 
Like starting with starting with the um, one with James whatever James Franco James Franco yeah. yes I, yes. Like, I, I, I can't remember the name of that one that was not Rise of the Planet of the Apes is it it might yeah I think it's I Rise of the Planet of the Apes yeah. followed by uh, who cares um, yeah right but yeah, yes yeah yeah I mean yeah. I care they're good movies well, they're just <laughs> yeah. they're, are they well, okay see, I like the first one yeah because I've always been I, I was raised with the original Planet of the Apes movies and yeah I love all of them except. Battle for Planet of the Apes. We don't talk about that one, but I, I, I'm a big fan of the uh, okay the new trilogy. Oh, wow! Oh, cool! All right, cool. Yeah. Yes. So it's Glenn Turman as That's Kyron. Kyron. Oh, um, though they have who is it from Brooklyn Nine Nine and the Good Place? Uh, Jason Mantuka. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, he's also in Big Mouth. Um, nice. They have. Uh, I'm trying to look for actual names that I are actually interesting. Well, besides Aries and Lin Makes Man. sense. He's great. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is Hermes. Hermes, right? Yeah. Um, Adam Copeland's Aries, who's a big wrestler, which actually hilariously enough fits Aries so well. It's kind of ridiculous. In a way, yeah, I can see that. Um, uh, let's see. Jay Duplass is Hades. I will ask. Another question. See. Mm-hmm. So what? Lance Reddick as Zeus. <laughs> what are the? Strengths, <laughs> yes. What are these strengths? Well, actually, no. I won't even say strengths and weaknesses because I feel like that could go on forever. What do you think are the? Is the inherent appeal of pulling something from another era out into the, out of the water? Nostalgia. There's. There's big that. big things. So nostalgia. I don't know what it is, and this is something that's really hilarious. I saw a TikTok about this the other day because they were somebody was watching Macy's the Thanksgiving Parade mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and Back to the Future is a musical now. Yes, it is. And I've so heard it's good. I've heard it's good too, but like everyone's like Gen X, and I'm just laughing. They're like Gen X, stop making everything a musical. Everything does not need to be rebranded as a musical. And I'm going, oh my god. <laughs> but there is yeah nostalgia but there's a, like there's a nostalgia kick factor. to that there's yeah. and with that nostalgia kick especially with people who love it and would like to maybe maybe they're unhappy with how they are currently would like to reconnect with that like mm-hmm. happiness like let's say like Back to the Future is your thing they'd like to reconnect with that happiness they felt when they like watched Back to the Future mm-hmm. as a kid so they make it into a musical mm-hmm. because of that nostalgia and now everybody else who also felt the exact same way goes oh Oh, it's Back to the Future. I remember this. I'm wondering if it's as good as that. So they watch it to see if it shakes sure. up, which then, you know, in turn, turn, you know, money. Well, exactly. Money, 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 is, money is the other reason just for resurgences. But then... Do you have any other reason? I have a feeling. I, 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 want, I want to hear your feeling. I have an idea. I, I, don't I know. want to hear because your I think, idea. Because I think that, like, if you look, for example, at one of the... I would say actually probably the most successful resurgence in American media mm-hmm. has been Star Trek. Because they got to a point with Star Trek where it was like no one wanted... Even Trekkies were like, we don't want to see this again because you guys suck. Because um, it just had gotten watery and gross and muddy and, I mean, you know, just not good. Would that would that have been around, like, Deep Space Nine or... Right? I think it may have started with Deep Space Nine where, like, it because it was so different that there are people who are like they love Deep Space Nine and have always loved it but then there's like everyone else who's like but this is not the next generation what are you doing like and then Voyager follows that up with a similar thing where there are people who are like Voyager people and then there's everyone else who's just like what and then you follow that with Enterprise and that's when everybody lost it they were just like no I think there are Enterprise people do you think there Star Wars kind of has them. a similar thing where, like, you know, you have your OG fans who are, like, uh, just, like, be yeah. with me for a second. So you have your OG <laughs> fans who are, like, yes, this is great. And then they got their Deep Space Nine, which is their prequels, and they were, like, I hate this. Why are you doing this? But then you have your diehard prequel people who are, like, yeah, the prequels. And then now you have It'll the sequels, which are doing kind of, like, the exact same thing because over time people are like, oh, yeah, the prequels are okay then. And then all of a sudden the sequels mm-hmm. came out and then they were like, oh, no, this is Deep Space Nine again. We hate this. Why are you doing this? But then you have that younger group of kids who are like, the sequels. Kind of, sort of. I think the difference between, I mean, you know, everyone wants to know that there's a difference between Trek and Wars. There's not. But <laughs> I think the difference in how they have played in 
their fan bases, respective fan bases, is that with Star Trek, a lot of people were willing to get a lot of leniences. Mm-hmm. They, if they didn't like a series, they would just go watch whatever the movies were. And but even the movies started to get less and less. Like Generations was fine. There were people who hated it, but it was fine. No, but then Star Trek movies. the movies, at, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's huge. You act like yeah. I'm a Trekkie, oh, yeah, I'm definitely like, like, outside like, of there's this. There's a whole subset of people who just hated Star Trek for years who are Trekkies because they were like, "What are they doing? This is terrible." A lot of them don't like the new Trek now, right. but a lot of them did love it, hated it, and now that it's come back in full force, they're enjoying it. Even if, like, for example, like the Abrams movies, most people who were already Trekkies don't like those movies, and it's fair. They shouldn't. They're not Star Trek movies. They're Star Wars movies in a Star Trek universe. Um, even J.J. Abrams has admitted that a few times in an interview which is why he should never have to make them but anyway you've all heard me say this um <laughs> but i feel like because of the those films bringing star trek back in a way that made a lot of noise mm-hmm. and brought in a whole lot of new people you bring in this whole new generation of people who love going to the movies and they love going to see geek stuff but they'd had no idea that star trek could be cool or could be something that they were interested in. So a lot of people have gone back onto streaming services and watched things again and reconnected in a new way. So then that gave them the impetus to create Star Trek Discovery, which gave them the impetus to create Star Trek Picard, which gave them the impetus to three different animated spinoffs and like other spinoffs from Star Trek Picard. So it's like we're full force back into like everyone's watching Star Trek right now, um, but in a different way than it was when it was first on the air and weren't there like two separate like two or three separate Star Trek things there's like five going on right now yeah I know I just ordered season two of like one of them and I don't know which one it is I think it's Strange New Worlds yeah, Strange New Worlds out. is the yeah, it's, it's the cards going off. And there's so. more, you know, there's more coming. But I, f- I find that to be really fascinating. And I think when you have the appeal of to answer the question, the appeal of bringing something old into a new light mm-hmm. is that you can create it with a new audience in mind. So, for example, let's look at Lord of the Rings. The original books were written by Tolkien for Tolkien because he thought, no one's going to read this except maybe the Inklings because I'm force-feeding it to them. But even they're tired of waiting on me to finish it. So maybe, you know, Jack will read it. That was C.S. Lewis's nickname. He's like, yeah, maybe Jack will read it and then I'll be good. You know? That's all he cared about. He, it was like he was writing the, a fan fiction for his best friend and then... Literally, he's writing, like, fan fiction of medieval Europe uh, or medieval English and medieval poetry... For himself and maybe for his other friend who's also a professor of medieval history. Like, the entirety of Oxford <laughs> was like, haha, look at the language teacher who's wasting his time with elves. Like, they literally thought he was a joke. I think and were trying cute, to run him off Oxford because they were like, he's not contributing anything. But then he outsmarted them all by putting Beowulf on the map because he wrote a collect, uh, like a essay series of essays uh, breaking down not only what Beowulf should have been like how it should have been talked about in university, mm-hmm. but also how he discovered, like the lang- the way he discovered that Beowulf was actually cooler than you think it is and, and more important than you think it is. So that's why English classes teach Beowulf. It's because Tolkien looked at it and said, it's a poem. People in history, it's not interesting as a historical artifact because I can tell you in two minutes what his historical basis is. It got burned, someone bought it, we bought that library, the British Museum has it. The end. Not interesting. And so, like, <laughs> literally, he was just like, and next. But I then, could just imagine him, like, walking up to, like, a whole group of people who are, like, like scholarly, like, people, like, arguing about this historical artifact of Beowulf, and he just walks in and he just has a cup of coffee in his hand, and he just sets up a cup, he just takes one the thing on the table, yeah, and he just goes. He, he was the kind of you know, man you, who could you, be you know, shady in a, a sentence. You know this is a poem, right? You know, yeah, like, right. you know, like, yeah. this is the, like, this has absolutely no, like, historical accuracy, right? I don't know why you're looking at this like right. This, right, but, like, that's the thing, like... This is supposed at, to be a fun little story, right? Like, you look at that, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay, he wrote it for himself, people really took off, and they loved it, it had a book craze, it was great, whatever, mm-hmm. and it spawned this whole, you know, new still fantasy genre that people are reading. Yet, but I feel, is it Beowulf? No, it was the Iliad, never mind, continue. But then, you look at, like, 
now, um, or like not now, but like in the two, early 2000s, whatever, when Peter Jackson was like, I'm going to film The Impossible, he decides to do Lord of the Rings. And suddenly, you have all of these people who love going to the movie theater, watching this movie. They may have heard of it. There's a lot of people who went who heard of it. But there's a lot of other people who were just like... Wow. Yeah, exactly. Because it, because it has that wow factor anyway. They're great. They're well-made movies. But it's that kind of thing where it's just like, oh, and now even now you have a sort of like almost another resurgence with people who can say things, I don't know how, but they can say <laughs> things like, oh, these movies look so dated or whatever other Well, yeah, it was made in 2001, say. Susan. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, what do you want it? Do you want it, like, CGI? I... Like, CGI in 2001 was, like, the dusting and buffing. Like... And it cost $5,000 to dust a vampire an episode. A lot of it holds up surprisingly well. Like the... That's what, yeah, that's what I think. But, you know, people, but if you think about how tastes, like, in what people like to see have changed, mm. poorly, I might add. But, but people's, <laughs> that's another people's tastes change. And so, like, what we thought was brilliant in 2001, 2, and 3 People in 2021, 2 and 3 are going, but why would they do that? That doesn't make sense. And you're just like, wait, what? I'm sorry, did you just say that Gollum thirsting after the ring doesn't make sense? I'm sorry. Do people say that? Born on another planet? Yes. Yes, people... Oh, don't go on the internet. We're also not going to talk about the horrible (laughs) renaissance slash, like, failed renaissance of the Gollum game, because that was the worst thing. I'm not even going to talk about that Gollum No, no, it it was horrifying. Horrible. Absolutely but, you disgusting. Know, speaking, speaking of renaissances, right? For So another great, for me, another great appeal of the renaissance is that, like, for example, if you're a Star Wars nerd, mm-hmm. a lot of times one of the great appeals of Star Wars in general is that it's not just movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it started as a movie book game property all at the same time because George knew that the studio was only backing him for the picture. They were like, we will give you whatever you need for the movie, but you have to finish the movie and it has to scream. Like, you can't get out of that. And he thought, no one's going to know what I'm putting up there. They're not going to know anything. Mm -hmm. And then someone said to him, actually, it's a science fiction movie and there are people who love this stuff. And he went, wait, oh. So he, like, screened Ed at Comic-Con so that people understood, like, this is happening on big screens. Someone's making a movie that you're all going to geek out about. And so then to have stuff to show at Comic-Con, because he's a diva, he had a comic book written, a full-length novelization written, and a year later, the very first, like, video game and dolls. So that people could have, like, science fiction geeks could have something physical mm-hmm. to take home with them or to, like, love mm-hmm. before the movie became available, that kind of thing. So it's like, these days, not only is a resurgence of Star Wars happening on screen, but they're finally bringing back the things we loved about the Star Wars games in the, like, 90s and early 2000s we were all playing them. Mm -hmm. They're, like, bringing back that kind of innovation, and they're bringing, like, there are two new Star Wars games coming out next year that are both open world, but in a completely different way from each other. See, they did that with uh, Potter, too. Because the game for that came out. It wasn't as great as a resurgence <laughs> as I wanted it to be. But I feel like... But, it like, w- yeah. it was good. Yeah. Like, and I don't think they can escape that no. with the new show. Like, if they're going to actually film think, it, you kind of have to do something to pay for it. And the thing that I liked about the game, too, was, like, it, despite the fact that it was taking... Like, it did that innovation that, like, mm-hmm. the Star Wars games are doing. Mm-hmm. But it took, like, the lore building. There's stuff going on in the other room. The lore building... From that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, not even, like, the lore of the characters, but the lore of stuff that was happening in the world. Yeah, And they brought that into a whole new era. Like, you create a whole whole new world, a whole new thing that is happening. Mm -hmm. And, to be honest, it worked quite well, except I didn't really care for the ending, but that was just me. Sure. Um, but, like, I honestly can't see, can see, like, them possibly taking other things and, like, mm-hmm. taking other games. Or, like, how Baldur's Gate 3... Oh, I love Baldur's Gate ...got, like, oh. so much oh. from it because there are a lot of people who had no idea that Baldur's Gate was, like, a thing. But because they saw the D&D movie... I have the other games. They were, like, must have Baldur's Gate 3. Or, like, they're familiar... D&D is another one. Like, that's a uh-huh. huge resurgence. Uh-huh. Like, overall, in... I think the only arena in which D&D is not playing well because Wizards of the Coast is Wizards of the Coast is books. Like yeah. they, haven't, they haven't brought all the books back. And it's like, you guys realize you're missing out on something. They right? really like, are. Do you know how many 
booktubers exclusively read epic fantasy. So these are people who spend their entire calendar year creating YouTube videos around 800 page books. Yeah. I feel like they'd be really good for that. Why are we not bringing Dragonlance back? Where are the Forgotten Realms books? Like, I feel like they're at a point where it's like, maybe we make another movie to get people in and then we'll talk about it. Because this is the coast. Is is it uh, R.A. Salvatore still doing books in that universe? Or am I mistaken? I think he is, but I want to say he wrapped. He either wrapped up a significant arc recently in that, or he wrapped up. There's been a lot of weird contract stuff. With that, even weirder than like the original Star Wars writers who all are pissed right now, but that's a whole other thing. Um, apparently, because of the way that was the coast, like the the how many hands it's changed over they the years. They've done some really cre- crazy weird. Things they've kind licenses. of like all of the contracts that were under the original the whatever have all sort of been lost in the wind so like people are having to resell like margaret weiss and terry hickman are finally able to come out tracy hickman not terry are finally able to come out with their like long-awaited <laughs> conclusion to one of their old Dragonlance series because the rights finally allowed them to be able to like they finally were able to iron out a contract that made it any kind of sense because the original contract was Am I it? Gone. Nobody knew where it was. And it's like, wait, what? That, that sounds like the, um, so, so an, another resurgence, also Final Fantasy, also has a resurgence happening. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, oh I never think of Final Fantasy as ever going anywhere. Well, so here's the thing. So, you know, you know, it's a series. It's, you know, the yeah. separate game every single time. Yeah. But Seven got a remake. The oh, episode sure. two for Seven sure. should be coming out sometime soon, where I, yeah. they're working on episode two because they're because the game is so big. Because this is a four disc game for PlayStation, everyone. Yeah. Um, they have to release them in episodic segments. Sure. Because there's so much happening, especially when you remaster ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Yeah, you have to. Sort so of... there's that that's happening, and plus, Seven just has a lot of resurgence that happens around it in general, where a lot of lore building happens um but speaking of things that get mia final fantasy 8 which is one of the other big fan favorites that has not gotten a fan like a resurgence uh-huh. slash remake besides like a good like uh they did like a remastered version of it with like nicer faces but it's still the old playstation one graphics is that the one with the weird magic system define the weird magic Eight. system i don't know it's just different from the rest of the series never mind continue i mean yes um, I'll explain that in a second. But the reason that they uh, got they can't do a full entire remake is because they lost all the old files. They lost all the old files for that game. They pulled, nice. a, they pulled a Toy Story 2 on themselves. They lost all of the files for that Speaking game. Speaking of an unnecessary re-emergence, <laughs> there is no firm confirmation from Disney that there's going to be a Toy Story 5, but they did say... Rather coyly, about like a month and a half ago, they were like, "There is something else in that universe no, that we're planning on doing." And I don't then, wanna, like no. last week, I'm done. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen both, no. not together, but both said, "Yeah, we've no. both been contacted for this," and it's no. like, "Oh, so you're doing Toy Story 5. No. None of us is going to be surprised some, by this. Some of these things no. just become like self-sustaining corpses. Like, you know... This really is just a self-sufficient... Okay, so before we close, because we have nine minutes, um, I need to ask, what is a property that has returned, or that keeps returning, that you wish you could harry with a horcrux it? Star Wars. <gasps> really? I'd go, I'd go... That's so interesting. I'd, I'd cut it down to the original trilogy, personally, I think... Oh, that's so dramatic. Reti- I, no, I mean, retain, retain the magic. It was, it, it was, it was no less magical because of the prequels, which he planned on making anyway. We should have had somebody else direct them. Any that else, I would agree. Anybody with. else direct them? That I will agree with because yeah. he did have that for five and six, and those are the best of the. Because I, li- I like the so. ideas in the yeah. prequels, but I, he should have had yeah. some. But I actually still just really like the prequels for what okay. they are. That's fine. But yes, I see what you mean with Star Wars. It has become. That's interesting. It's okay, like, it's, yeah, like, it's sure. like the you know, sure. it's, it's, you would, it's like the thing. It keeps, it yeah. just keeps growing. That's and, true. It does. But did, okay, that's fine. That's fair. I'll let you have it. I did ask the question. 
you. <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial. <laughs> Not as controversial as me, but go ahead. Um, I know I said I was excited for possibly the TV show, but uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, I would cut um, back to Reason, reason being, reason, I actually have a reason, like an actual legitimate reason, is um, a lot of the fan content has gotten far, far, far away from <laughs> yeah, her that's hand. True. To the fact, <laughs> to the point where there are... So some characters who you might have only seen once mentioned in passing in the book, because, you know, Harry is completely, he has blinders on and he does not see anything outside of what he's doing. But, like, we have, quite literally, like, certain characters like Theodore Knott, who was only mentioned, like, once in this whole entire series, has a full entire backstory now given to him by the fans. We have... Well, sure. There are three, like, two other characters in the current, like, HP, like... Golden Trio era that have been given just like personalities. Like, there's this guy named Lorenzo Berkshire. He doesn't exist. But, like, we've added him in and he's got a whole entire backstory. So, basically, you would just sort of trim the hedges on the fan stuff because it's gotten out of hand. I think that because it's gotten so far out of hand to the point where not only is there the Golden Era has like a whole entire like surrounding like. Uh, lore, mm-hmm. and the future version has so much lore that's been attached to it that's been given by fans because they've created their own universe out of it. Out of it, and the Marauders by chance, if you oh, yeah. try to get yourself yeah. back in that, she can, which never, is a whole entire yeah, mess. She can in never itself. write a Marauder series. She can't. Everyone will hate her because for it because they're already, not going to do. She's not going to do what they want them no, to do. So they're not like, going to give yeah. everyone no because they're no. not going to do the three polycule that they want. It's not going to be anything close to what no, people want. They're not going to give been, the polycule. Yeah. They're not going to give Wolf Star as much as people want it. She yeah. would probably never write those things. That goes no. over your head. Wolf yeah, Star is people have been casting. So the Marauders are basically. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ben Barnes. Uh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I meant the Marauders in the actual books are um, James Potter, Sirius Black, Remus uh, Lupin, Peter Remus Pettigrew. Lupin, Peter Pettigrew. That's what the because they have the Marauders map, so they're the Marauders. But ever since Prisoner of Azkaban, fans have been like slow cooking that time period, so that even by the end, like when book se- mm-hmm. book seven there was came a whole out, entire... there was a whole. Of which she was aware. She gave a few interviews on fan podcasts where she was like, yeah, I know you guys want me to write the Marauders, but honestly, I did not put them in there to be that interesting. They are way more interesting in your hands no, than no, mine. No, no, no. Like, it is, is really legitimately funny. nuts because there yeah, are characters who, like, barely exist. So you have, like, Regulus Black, who's in a three thing with James and Lily at this point in the Marauders thing. Good lord. And then you have Wolfstar, which is uh, Sirius Black and Ramus Lupin. You have uh, Evan Rosier, who's a random Death Eater character who actually doesn't exist, who we gave a whole entire backstory to, who has a thing with Barty Crouch Jr. Uh, Meanwhile... Because I think they invented Evan Rosier for the movies. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, you hear his last name in the movies... Then there's, but he doesn't exist. Then there's, uh, <laughs> there's like Antonin Dolohov, who's like mentioned very briefly oh, yeah, in the books, and they've created a whole entire thing for him. Some of the Russian guys. Or no, he's a Death Eater. He's a Death Eater. And yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. then there's Yaxley, who's also a Death Eater that they've created a whole entire thing for. Yeah, but Yaxley at least has speaking lines. Yes, but there is a whole <laughs> like lore that is surrounding it. I think last Christmas. Like last year, like during this time, there was a whole entire like you know the John Lennon War War is over whatever Christmas song that he has. I'll oh, show it to you later. sure, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a whole entire lore that surrounds that song specifically, along with the fact that they just re- like last year did a whole entire art thief thing. Like it, there's like a whole like lore backstory. Plus, there's all the different fan groups that like only like certain things yeah. a certain way. Like That's right true. now, TikTok has a whole entire thing about this uh, one fic- fiction. It's a Germione called Manacled or something. But like, it's like a whole thing. Like That's it's, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, also a big whole entire thing. But, like, I... it's because it's gotten so far away from her at this point. I don't think if they put anything out about those characters, yeah. it will never be done justice the Which way that way, it should Which, in a way, is kind of nice that... Or that they want it's it like, to be. It's like, if they want it to be. I feel like that's kind of nice because it's almost like they've killed it. 
we've basically which I'm okay with. We've basically killed yeah. her lore to the point where, okay like, if she tries to say do anything else that surrounds that lore, it will get buried in the weeds because it will I not make sense to what everybody else has taken this to be. My one. You said your was controversial, so go it ahead. It is. I would literally kill dead. Yes. The Marvel Cinematic Universe immediately. Mm. That's not as controversial as you might it. think because I actually and not agree just, with you. Like I would do it. Right after Endgame came out, no, it accomplished its purpose. No, it really should purpose. have been done. Yeah, and I will. It's been. Yeah, and everyone knows how I feel about WandaVision. I love it. I think it's fantastic. However, because of what it started, didn't it technically start with Iron? Does I know chronologically it doesn't, but doesn't it technically start with Iron Man if we go by when the movies came out? Oh, Iron Man's the first when the entry into plan. the MCU, and that's right. when they began. They so had a plan, but we didn't ends know. With him. Yeah, it does. That's the whole like, point. That's the whole thing. Yes, of, like, of the Infinity Saga arc. And I understand why. Like, I totally get it. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're doing, you're working in comics, you're working in movies. Like, if you can make this work beyond the Infinity Saga, why shouldn't you? I get it. It's the cash cow. I don't think that's that really fine. Worked. But it's my problem is, is one, it's not working. And two, it's become the kind of thing where everything associated with the cinematic universe like the cinematic universe is now the spine of all marvel and everything else around it is kind of like ooh let's make the comics feel this way because this movie did really well but let's um so everything is changing because if it's happening in the MCU that's the mainstream because that's right, but where they introduced the multiverse everyone... so that shouldn't even matter but that's the thing is that they didn't introduce the multiverse marvel comics has been working with the multiverse along with DC, when scientists first came out and said, yeah, we think there's probably a multiverse. Then all of a sudden DC and Marvel was like, we can work with that. And they all like dogpiled, both of them like dogpiled. And then they destroyed it. It was terrible. And then they tried to merge it. It was was a mess. It was a hot mess. So they already killed it in comics, only to come back and be like, let's do it on a grander scale. And it's like, oh. Why? To be honest. Why? Why? And I love, I love Black Panther 2. Mm-hmm. I love Shang-Chi. I love WandaVision. I love Eternals. But I don't like that it's become so big mm-hmm. that it is not working. We all know that it's not working, and yet everyone still wants to go see them. I, I really it's liked... Like, it's a self, <laughs> like I said, it's a self-sustaining yeah. monster. I'd like, like, like to say that itself. I did like the Spider-Man entry into the multiverse. I love all the Spider-Mans, yes. But the reason being that I liked it is because it was so just like... It wrapped it up in the tight little neat bow at the very end for his like whole like thing. I mean, I'm excited like, for Spider-Man Trilogy 2. I guess it would be fine. Are we even going to get that? Like, he, yeah, it's another he's Tom Holland trilogy. A, he's taking a break right now, so I don't think he's actually... Oh, no, 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 no. He was um, the actor strike. That was the only reason he took a break. Um, but Because he was doing that beforehand because we weren't sure. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, he, good. The, the last thing he did was some really weird, like, um, gay sex worker thing on Apple TV that everyone was like, what? And then the actor strike happened and he was like, deuces. <laughs> and so now he's back. But also, this is really weird, and I'll make this the end and then we'll do a thing. Um the cage match is going to be Tom Holland versus Zendaya because, like, like one of yes. you, you take Tom Holland, you take Zendaya. Okay, but the reason I'm doing the cage match that way is because my whole point is I feel like he took a break because him and Zendaya secretly got married, but they don't want to tell the press yet, and so they're secretly having a honeymoon. That's <laughs> actually really cute. Because everyone's going around, like, shooting them, and they look super cute just being normal, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, look how cute they are, and there's a, somebody I follow on Twitter who was like, I bet you they secretly got married and I suddenly went to be honest yes it honestly, makes sense I'd be so happy for them for that so who would win Tom Holland or Cindy <laughs> well jeez oh, I don't know uh, well like in a physical fight yes Sure. I mean, I, 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 I mean, have you seen the... Uh, if we go by physicality, probably Tom. Tom. Oh, have you seen but the, if we talk the, about psychological warfare, all Zendaya has to do is start chanting, start repeating Billy Elliot's score at him, and he'll die. Although I'm, I'm sure she's... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure physically she's no slouch either, because she hasn't trained for Dune. Yeah. She has right. To, you know. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, all she has to do is just start chanting Billy Elliot's score at him, and he'll... But she's also, like, tiny. 
Like, she just has to make fun of him for, for Billy Elliot, because we all know that he hates it, and if you ever mention it into an interview, he literally tries to mount into the floor oh, and hide away. I did not know that. That's I actually don't no, know who Elliot is. It's a musical. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a musical that Elton John wrote in the late 90s that got a lot of attention in the early it's 2000s, cute. because basically, you know... Gay panic was a thing. So when you weren't talking about Harry Potter, you were going, look at what they're doing to the gay people are doing to the children. They're putting them in musicals. And it was really cute. But as like, if musicals had yeah, I know. Out. He was in it as a kid, like on the West End. Like he was on That's it right, like, yeah. on it's West like his End. First acting and, and the thing um, is, there are videos of him out there singing and dancing to it. And all she has, she's done this in an interview too, where she just made fun of him for it. And he just tries to melt right into the floor. He's like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. He does not like to sing for it. Like if you ask him to oh, sing, oh, okay. he won't like, sing in interviews. Like it's a whole thing. No, he just...